Hey, movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 173, the one where we couldn't think of anything else to talk about, so we talked about the big movie conference is happening right now. CinemaCon is happening as we speak, and I mean, like, as we're recording this, I'm refreshing my Twitter just to make sure we don't miss anything big from the Universal panel that's happening right now. Um, so we're just like, there's a lot of stuff coming out of the CinemaCon. We're kind of hearing it secondhand because... Obviously, we are not at CinemaCon. This is a convention for theater owners and theater pundits, uh, movie pundits. So we're not at that level yet, uh, but there's still some big stuff coming out of this event. So that's what we're going to talk about in discussion. Plus, we've got a just slew of really, really uber random news this week that I'm kind of intrigued by nonetheless. But uh, Josh, how are you doing tonight? I'm chilling, my dude. I uh, am finally the proud owner of another car. Uh, finally, you know, yeah. Finally, like, yeah, it's been three, almost four months, basically, since I've been borrowing my parents' car. So now it's just nice to have the freedom again. Literally brought it home, parked it, was about to start making my dinner because I hadn't uh, looked at my phone yet and i looked down and said you're like hey i'm ready whatever i was like oh, oh, oh i better i better get up there then ah. you could have eaten that's fine eating's for the week <laughs> as we we're talking about off mic beforehand that's something old josh would have said exactly hey man i've got i've got a a, a monster oh it's not bang energy this time it's not bang energy i so this is like uh this flavor of monster specifically is the mango loco it's like it's a mango juice flavor monster and it's um peak it is super good so uh <laughs> you watching anything good lately uh so unfortunately i was unable to get to the theaters this weekend which is really sad because uh i don't know if anybody watches our youtube channel uh i was you busy and saw yeah you were busy this weekend <laughs> uh but no i really haven't watched much this weekend i've been work has been insane so i have not been able to get to the theater but hey now you have a car for work <laughs> and i have a uh, i have a car to go to the theater whenever i want so oh did you finally go, pull the baby. trigger on that uh i ha i did yeah which is awesome so i went ahead and picked up a list because it was it's it's gonna make it so much easier and just it's it's stupid to not like for basically 20 bucks for i think i figured 12 tickets a month like that's that's pretty even if you don't use all 12 tickets that's still that's a pretty good deal yeah i would do that if the theater that i end up going to a lot wasn't a uh, cinemark like mm -hmm. we have an amc by me but not like any that are close enough that i would be like that would be my preferred theater like the theater that i go to at city walk at universal i really like that theater but it's a cinemark and cinemark has the worst membership program it is <laughs> you pay 10 bucks a month and you get a movie ticket a month and i'm going so you pay for a ticket so you pay for a ticket and they're like but if you don't use it tickets roll over in the other months i'm going so you pay for a ticket and they're like, you don't have to pay service fees when you buy tickets online. I'm going, oh, so so what it should be then? They're like, you get 20% off snacks. So what it was before the pandemic. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> but like Josh said, I, on the other hand, was very busy this past weekend. Um, Friday was Heather and I's five-year anniversary. So we went out and got nice dinner, walked around the parks for a little bit. Then Saturday, Heather was busy, so I went and did The Northman, Josh's most yeah. anticipated movie probably, like, ever, because this is, like, 
if it looks so good <laughs> if there was ever a movie that was created solely for the mind that is josh johnson it is the northman it is <laughs> it's as i said in my review obviously check it out on the channel shameless plug it's it's robert eggers most accessible movie in terms of like mm-hmm. the mainstream audience will be able to watch it but it's still a robert eggers movie there's still trippy willem dafoe stuff um it's also not like john wick with swords don't get me wrong it's bloody when it wants to be bloody but don't expect like mile a minute throat ripping out or unfortunately there's no blood eagles in this movie which i thought was kind of bizarre i'm going that's the one thing i know about viking lore because of uh, a scare zone (laughs) at horror nights um but overall it's good i don't think it's my favorite eggers movie that probably still goes Mm -hmm. to the vavitch um yeah but I think I might have liked it better than The Lighthouse just because I felt sober watching this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's that's pretty fair. Lighthouse is a, is a trip and a half. I've man. never done like, drugs, it's... but The Lighthouse, I imagine, is kind of what that's like. I'm just going... Because when I saw The Lighthouse in theaters, I was the only one in my theater, which made it so much worse. I'm watching it going, and it's in that 4 by 3 aspect ratio. I see the sides. I'm going, by the end of the movie, going... Are they shrinking the aspect ratio? Are the black bars getting bigger or smaller on the side? <laughs> am I just losing my mind? Yes, yes. Am, really, am I becoming a wiki? Um, <laughs> but the Northman I saw on Saturday, and then on Sunday, Heather really wanted to see this with me, so I waited until Sunday to see it. We saw what up till now is probably my favorite movie of 2022, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nicolas Cage mm. playing Nick Cage. Granted, this movie definitely leans towards the Nick Cage fans. Like, wow, yeah. there's some deep cut references here. But being a hardcore Nicolas Cage fan, I loved it. There's some moments that if you know Nicolas Cage's story, it kind of sucks to watch because they obviously, it's a very meta movie. Uh, Heather mm-hmm. really loved it too. I don't think she loved it as much as I did, but she really, really enjoyed it. Nicholas Cage and Pedro Pascal have one of the best bromances I've seen in such a long time. <laughs> and Pedro Pascal has such great comedic facial expressions that I'm just like, the Mandalorian does a disservice to you. You are so <laughs> funny. There's a scene where they drop acid together and yeah i have not laughed that hard since 22 jump street with you screwed the captain's daughter like (laughs) oh my gosh it's so funny i'm just like do we think these guys are staring at us i don't know casually look over there pedro pascal just dead stares him in the eyes well now they're staring at us of course because you stared at them like it's (laughs) it's so stupid but also you don't have to be a diehard nicholas cage fan to enjoy this it works as a comedy my only issue is the last third of the movie kind of just devolves into generic 90s action movie like all the Nicolas cage movies that they're making fun of and it kind of mm-hmm. loses that meta humor but it's still overall really really great and almost any Nicolas cage meme or reference that you're expecting is probably in there including um a certain B reference makes yeah. makes its way in there at one point. Like, unfortunately, I was the only one in the theater that reacted to that at all. I was like, heck yeah! And then I'm going, oh, y'all are uncivilized and don't get that reference, apparently. <laughs> 
you didn't get that ref. I got that reference. I understood that reference. You were <laughs> you were you were the Captain America of that of that situation. Uh yeah, no, I've been meaning to. I've just you can't get out to Sam. So. But now that I have my own car, that'll be that totally be a thing that happens. Um, which is exciting. I'm I'm really glad. Now you that just need days both- off. <laughs> what are days off? I like literally today was spent legit like preparing for the pod and then going and getting getting the car, which took two two and a half hours. But that's mostly because I like went there to see three. But anyway, um, yeah. So, but I'm really happy that both movies seem to be doing well and they seem to be re- being received well as well. So, like you know, because the more people that like Robert Edgar's movies and go see them, the more money that his movies make, the more chance we'll get that he'll get back to his Nos- Nosferatu uh, film. Even he is not sure if that movie's happening now, and it makes me very sad. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, are we ready to get into some news, Josh? Let's do it, my friend. So, I think, more than likely, this is the first time we've ever talked about Fast and Furious on the podcast, and we wouldn't be talking about it if there wasn't some big, serious stuff going down with this movie. Because I, I don't know about you, Josh. I don't care about this franchise, but I kind of no, care about it now. So, <laughs> yeah. So Justin Lin, the director of Fast X, and yes, that's what they, they're calling it, and not Fast 10 Your Seatbelts, which makes me sad. Um, oh, I know. Oh, that would have been great. Oh. <laughs> So, Justin Lin has directed a couple of Fast movies in the past. I believe he did Fast 5. Um, they were maybe a little under a week into filming for Fast X when he quit directing the movie. He's going to stay on as a producer, but he has left the project. Normally, I would go, wow, that's weird. But then a video started circulating around the internet that I first on Twitter, and I've seen it in some other places, of Vin Diesel. It almost looks like Vin Diesel is holding Justin Lin hostage. And he's just like, hey, Justin, this is going to be the best one yet, right? We got the family back together. How's it all coming along? And Justin Lin is visibly uncomfortable. He's just like, it'll all come together in the end. And then he's gone now, which I think speaks to a bigger problem that we've kind of seen alluded to by other people before and that is vin diesel seems like a nightmare to work with like mm-hmm. i'm not the biggest fan of the rock but we hear nothing but professionalism when it comes to the rock in terms of a working environment and if mm-hmm. he's butting heads with vin diesel nine times out of ten i'm gonna take the rock side of going he he kind of knows uh when to show up and just do the work and do things a specific way whereas vin diesel in his defense i've always got the sense that he's been very protective of this franchise because it's like his baby and maybe he wants to like maybe he sees it as like honoring the legacy of paul walker or something but this is not a good sign you just lost your director one week into filming oh universal absolutely has to be scrambling to find a director Mm -hmm. like obviously i wouldn't be surprised if they had stuff about Fast X that they were going to show at CinemaCon today. But now they can't do that. If anything, they're like, we found a director super, super quickly. We found Joe off the street. He is now directing it, which means Vin Diesel shadow directing, which I always kind of get the sense that Vin Diesel shadow directs all of these movies and like gets more power over time. Um, 
not gonna lie this actually kind of makes me more interested in this movie than it was before just yeah. to be like the only one i've seen is hobbs and shaw but if this is the dumpster fire that it might be if the director is piecing out this quickly i kind of want to see the train wreck but uh josh you've seen the video what do you think about justin lynn who has been in the fast franchise for quite a long time now just up and leaving yeah it's it's really like you're you're totally right like if you watch the video uh he I don't know if it's uh, like the phrase would be he's being held by hostage or anything like that, but like it looks more like how do I say this? Uh, somebody's ex who was like chill or like the friend of who just observed his, his somebody like do an incredible relationship atrocity and just like look at him and go yeah yeah dude this will this will be great yeah absolutely can't wait uh-huh uh-huh and like, like that's literally how he's dealing with with vin diesel in this in the video it's super like it's uncomfortable it's cringe i th i think the vi the video is like maybe 30 seconds maybe a minute long and it the amount of discomfort on Ju justin lynn's face is incredible and so to hear him exiting this role at within a week of filming is not surprising at all uh if if what the video shows is true then yeah like get out of there bro um i wouldn't be surprised if uh vin just goes ahead and takes up the director role like i don't understand if you're gonna sh shadow direct at least like just take take the credit bro don't don't pretend to be the guy in charge so I'm glad I have my Twitter up as we're doing this live so I can mm -hmm. follow along CinemaCon because a report's now coming out from Variety about Fast X. This is not announced at CinemaCon because, of course, they want to peddle positive news. But according to Variety, Fast X might have to hire a second unit director to finish the movie because hiring a named director would most likely mean script and set changes that would be too expensive for Universal. What? <laughs> I just <laughs> there's gonna be an absolute dumpster fire. Like I, I will drive to 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 Florida and come and just watch this movie together with you, just because like it is literally gonna be watching a train wreck, and I'm so excited for it. You know it's gonna be bad when. Expendables 4 is probably going to be more entertaining and more coherent storyline than than a Fast X movie. Like, gosh, dude. Like, you... they. I think, if anything, if we, the past four movies, including this one, have shown that Fast X does not... The Fast and Furious series does not take advantage of the great puns and the great storylines that they could take advantage of. So, you know better luck best of luck to them i guess i don't really hate anybody i don't even really hate vin diesel just like it definitely seems like he's a, he's a nightmare to work with yeah so, I, I mean see, who knows? That, i'm kind of with you of i think outside of the fast and furious vin diesel is probably much better to work with i would not be surprised if like he's just very protective of this and maybe yeah. he i've always got the sense that he interprets these movies different than everyone else i'm not saying vin diesel is tommy was so but i think he <laughs> might think his movies are something different than what they actually are like tommy was so tommy was so thought the room was a fantastic drama piece but in reality it's a comedy i think vin like thinks that these movies are the citizen kane of action movies when in reality 
they're the fast and furious of action movies like mm-hmm. just it's okay embrace what you are like we're gonna talk about hot wheels here in a little bit like know what you are when you're going into it you can't make it it's fast and furious you have the worst right at universal <laughs> you can't change what you are you are who you choose yeah. to be and you chose what you are a long time ago back when you stole dvd players <laughs> so what's interesting is uh I, I obviously i've you know because of CinemaCon going on uh have you did you hear the uh we'll talk probably end up talking about it but the um fast and furious reference dropped in uh shazam, the shazam trailer. yes oh my god the timing <laughs> of that oh let's go that's so funny to me that's just the absolute timing so it'll be interesting like just no everybody's gonna go see this movie because everybody wants to watch the train wreck <laughs> yeah now on the flip side of train wreck is something that is like a train gathering a lot of momentum very very quickly and that's a good thing and that is the batgirl movie which according to some reports and some insiders might not be getting an hbo max release at all it might be going theatrical yeah boy i've been speculating on this for quite a while ever since the current leadership over at warner discovery took over i was like i wouldn't be surprised if they moved us to theaters, you bring back Michael Keaton's Batman just for a streaming movie. That doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. You don't. There's a lot of things that are rumored to be spun out of this movie. This is supposed to be like the start of a new era. You don't put that on streaming. Plus, this got announced around the exact same time as the Blue Beetle movie. The Blue mm-hmm. Beetle movie quickly got upgraded from HBO Max to theaters. Also, while he is not currently at CinemaCon, Warner Bros. Discovery chief and oh, fixer of all problems, David Zasliff, is not currently at CinemaCon, but he has said, we absolutely remain committed to the theatrical experience. We're not doing day and date anymore. Our studies have shown putting it in theaters first and then to streaming does significantly better for us. I'm going, wow. All right. Wow. <laughs> Would you look at that? An executive that actually looks at the data and acts accordingly. What a weird concept. He doesn't want to burn bridges. That's so bizarre. Yeah, crazy. We've been saying this for a while of we've been hyped for this, whether it's because we like the character of Batgirl or more importantly, the Frasier sense is happening and Brendan Fraser Mm -hmm. is going to be in this and he's going to be amazing. He's going to roast y'all alive. He's going to be amazing in this. I cannot wait. Or, you know, most importantly, I wanted to be able to see this in theaters so I could scream my head off like the little girl that I am when Robin shows up in a post credit scene. I refuse to let that go. It's going to happen, and you're going to hear my screams of joy no matter where you live in the world. Like, Robin by Dylan O'Brien is going to show up in Batgirl. Mark my words. But unfortunately, if this is going to theaters... It's going to have to be delayed, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. we've got Keaton's Batman. And we don't get Keaton's Batman until the Flash movie. The, you know, the one that should be moved to HBO Max or just outright canceled. Because Ezra Miller is a scum human being that needs help whether they want mm-hmm. to or not. Um, but you, you kind of need to explain why Keaton's 
are Batman now. So this cannot come out until The Flash. Uh, but Josh, you see Batgirls coming to theaters. Good choice, bad choice. Where's your anticipation level for the Batgirl? Well, you know, I think you and I are always the of the mind that uh, good content... All the the better content needs to go to uh, the theaters, and I think superhero content, especially, is a it just it's gonna be better in a theater when you have a big scope. You need a big screen. <laughs> um, so you know, like I, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. I think especially with uh, Discovery, the Discovery merger, and them relooking at a lot of things. It honestly doesn't make sense to make Blue Beetle in theaters and Batgirl on HBO. Just make them both theaters. I think it makes the most sense. Uh, so that way you don't have certain aspects of your story locked behind a subscription paywall. Um, everybody's has the same opportunity to seem to see the same story. Because the last thing you want to do, obviously, is put your fans in a position into where they have to go subscribe to your your service in order to follow the nitty gritty of your of the overarching canon um i say that knowing that some of the best marvel stories told in the last five years have been on dc uh, disney plus but at the same time like it's it's a little different i think because they're farther into the game they're a good decade into it and so they can do that whereas if you're going to build your your universe from the ground up i think you have to have everything in in theaters first yeah it, it just makes sense to move this to theaters because they're having such good luck with theatrical releases for superhero stuff like the batman has just been crushing it for them uh it also the batman has been crushing it on hbo max like it's the second yeah. most viewed thing in its debut weekend ever behind only Mortal Kombat. And I'm going, I think that's more just because people didn't want to spend the money in theaters to see Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, but I, my hype level has definitely been growing for this. I mm -hmm. like, but don't love the character Batgirl. She's fine. I, I enjoy her enough. It also could be, I like her by proximity to certain other characters that she's very much connected <laughs> to. Um, and after seeing In the Heights, I'm very excited to see what Leslie Grace brings to the table. While I didn't love In the Heights, I really liked her character, and I think she'll be a great Batgirl. This is a smart move. Warner Brothers Discovery seems to be in the business of making smart moves. Now make the smart move and get rid of Ezra frickin' Miller. They are a very <laughs> dangerous individual who's going to end up truly hurting someone if they don't get help soon. And honestly, just I know you've poured a lot of money in The Flash. Recast, reshoot, release. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, we'll talk about it a bit later, how he's mysteriously absent from all of the material. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's, yeah, I agree, though. It's the smart move to bring Batgirl to the, to the big screen. So, it's been a while since we had a truly WTF news headline, and I think this qualifies. Also, it's kind of ironic because not too long ago, I feel like if I didn't say it in the podcast, I've been saying it to a lot of people around me. Whatever happened to that half billion dollar deal that J.J. Abrams signed with Warner Brothers? Well, good to know Warner <laughs> Brothers is putting that money to good use here as J.J. Abrams <laughs> and Bad Robot are producing a Hot Wheels movie. Guys, I don't think you spend $500 million 
on J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot to make Hot Wheels movies. It's secretly a Need for Speed sequel, and J.J. Abrams is going to play uh, Aaron Paul's character this time around. I. <laughs> it's just weird to me. Like, do do people still play with Hot Wheels? Is that still a thing? Yes. I'm. Am I just that out of touch? Like, I I, I know there's always going to be a Hot Wheels aisle in Walmart. Or, target or any other toy store i'm just like hot wheels hot wheels yeah so we've got the other mcdonald's toy getting a movie with barbie so hot wheels i guess gets a movie too but the thing is barbie's a person are we going the cars route with this are we going the need for speed route with this oh god warner brothers wants their own fast x don't they that, that that's what's <laughs> happening here jason momoa is in fast x he's gonna be in hot wheels it's all coming together it's a crossover of epic proportions fast hot wheels x uh no no <laughs> i so the, the, this will be interesting because i think the potential of this is going to depend on what the, about like what story they're going to tell. Like you said, are they doing? Are they going the cars route? Are we going uh, the, like a speed racer route? I'd be so down for like for another um, like speed racer type movie with like different kinds of cars. And if it happens to be Hot Wheels involved, fine, I'm alright with that. Sure. Um, the other thing I, I can the only other thing I can think of. And again, I don't know. I don't know why you would have J.J. Abrams doing the project. He's but, just uh, producing, but yeah, still would be a like a Hot Wheels like uh, not biopic, but you know, like what they did for McDonald's, some something like that, the creation of Hot Wheels, because like there's a pretty fascinating story behind it. So, I mean, I don't know if it warrants a film, but you know, who knows? So, I, I think there's options there, but I agree of like. Was this really why you hired JJ? It. Uh, why do I get the feeling that JJ was like, "This is something JJ wants to do," and they're like, "All right, cool. So you I'm can you you can do this if you then also do this pro this project over here for us." And so mm. he's like, "Yeah, cool." But I'm gonna do Hot Wheels first. <laughs> yeah, it's like I want to use actual Hot Wheels. It's gonna be a stop motion movie. I'm gonna use my Super Eight camera because remember, everyone, I made the movie Super Eight. Shouldn't you be proud of me for that? It's one of my few original movies. Just kidding, Chicha. I love your movies. I really do. Um, but this just feels odd to me. Like, I mean, maybe it is about the creation of Hot Wheels. I think that'd be cool. I would laugh, though, if it's going to get the Barbie treatment of, like, we expect it to be one thing, but then they actually dump a crap ton of genuine talent behind it. Like, we'll talk about Barbie here later in the discussion, but Barbie stars Margot Robbie, Simu Liu... Uh, Will Ferrell, a whole bunch of other famous people, directed by Greta Gerwig, like Academy Award nominated Greta Gerwig. So, what if they get like Marriage Stories Noah Baumbach to direct Hot Wheels as on the flip side of that, or Denny Villeneuve's Hot Wheels, or God. Like, what if they put Starring like actual... Timothy Chalamet? <laughs> He's in everything, my dude. Why not? Wait a second. Yeah, there we go. Feeding that brain blast. Let's go. I mean, obviously we mentioned earlier, but I could abs I could actually kind of see Timothy Chalamet as a, the main kid from Speed Racer. Mm-hmm. Dude. And look, people can talk crap about the Speed Racer movie by the Wachowskis all they want. It is 
as faithful as you're gonna get yeah <laughs> like it is wacky and weird and the camera angles are wild but gosh is it a good time um and i am totally absolutely down for a hot wheels version of that uh <laughs> i'm just like imagining like humans racing a tr like a like a hot wheels track complete with like the loop de loop and like a giant t-rex that tries to smash the track you know what i mean like that could be it, it, there's potential to be fun i don't it depends on who's uh, who the audience would be true like maybe we can get i know he's going to be busy with deadpool but maybe we can get uh the guy that did free guy and mm. real steel because we all thought real mm -hmm. steel was just gonna be rock'em sock'em robots and that ended up being one of the most underrated family movies of all time and it's so good mm -hmm. so maybe it'll be something like that uh sean levy is the guy's name uh so who knows i won't completely write this off yet because again 2014 we got some movie with terrible trailers and we all thought it was just gonna be a cash grab called the lego movie and that mm -hmm. is still one of the best movies ever made you can never change my mind on that also a quick side tangent speaking of best movies ever made apparently after seeing the unbearable way to master talent i have to go watch both paddington movies because paddington 2 is one of pedro pascal's favorite apparently, movies apparently. that clip is so funny it's hilarious and, and like i i guess that's been out there already but like that that's already been a thing that people have been saying but like gosh all right cool i forget he the same director is doing wonka he's doing some wonka that's right and so it's like all right well i guess we have to check this out <laughs> so that probably has to be one of my favorite graphics i've ever done because <laughs> Bring out your dead, bring out your dead. Netflix suffers massive collapse. So Basically. not not too far off, actually. So Netflix just posted their Q1 earnings and uh, it's not good, guys. They lost like 200,000 subscribers in Q1 alone and their stock took a massive hit. This is what happens when you spend more than you have for over a decade. It's fine to spend a lot of money on programming. A lot of streaming services spend a lot of money. Discovery spends a lot of money. Granted, not as much as everyone else. Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon. The important thing to pay attention to, though, when comparing Netflix to Amazon or Disney Plus, um, is those other companies have other forms of revenue. The streaming platform is just one of them. Amazon. Mm -hmm. Amazon could probably close down Prime today. Prime Video today. And sure, their stock would take a little bit of a hit. But they're going to be just fine. They still have, you know, the rest of the world that they own. Or Disney. Like, they could shut down Disney+. Plus. It would take a massive hit for them. But they still have the parks. They still have the theatrical released movies. They still have tons of merchandise. Netflix this is all they have is the streaming mm -hmm. platform yes they have gaming coming around the corner but uh i would not put my eggs in that basket because xbox has their streaming service now uh playstation has their attempt at a streaming service it's still kind of disappointing to say the mm -hmm. least and they're kind of kind of force you to get that because their playstation plus games have been booty for the past several months and mm -hmm. may is no different um uh, Josh and I have lamented the future of Netflix for a long time. And I know a lot of people have just been like, oh, really? I didn't realize Netflix was in trouble. No, the, the sites have been there for a while. I've talked to so many people that don't realize 
how screwed Netflix is. It's like, yes, just because you know the name Netflix doesn't mean they're a healthy company. There's a reason why their shows don't last for more than three or four seasons, because that would require paying their actors more. So mm-hmm. in response to their massive stock drop and people canceling left, right, and center, they're doing two separate things. They're cutting back on their animation department from some stuff I've said, says some stuff I've seen, almost cutting it out basically completely, which is a horrendous idea. And then almost just as bad is introducing an ad supported tier, which is, it's almost a sign of desperation. Like HBO max did it not too long ago because those numbers were not what they're expecting. I think it's different when you introduce it from the get go, like Peacock Mm -hmm. has one with ads or Hulu has one with ads, but those were meant. Those were built specifically with an ad supported version in mind. I don't expect Netflix to be the powerhouse that it is within 10 years. We've been saying that for a while, but it's it's mm-hmm. now other big places are catching on. Just because you're yeah. the first to do something doesn't mean you're going to be the top dog forever. And that's the case here, I think. Well, and they really just haven't diverse, diversified. I, I saw the the a comparison into the whole situation between the difference between the rise of Netflix and the uh, the death of, of uh, Blockbuster. Netflix was able to adapt. They saw that people were going to be moving to streaming, and so they did so, and their DVD stuff is vir- virtually non-existent anymore. Now, with that being said, they've never done anything since then that would make them adapt to the game. Uh, to me... I've got a few easy fixes in my mind. Uh, first of all, doing the ad tier, stupid. What, like, who's gonna, in their right mind, pay less for ads on Netflix? No one, especially on a on a, on a format that they already have free no ads on. Like, no, screw you. Um, I think cutting back on your animation department is absolutely. I agree. Is absolutely the worst idea because some of your best shows are in your animation department. So that stupid. To me, the thing that you need to do, and I obviously you'll have to spend some money, but I think they would end up making more money because of it. And they make would, the Narnia they would, stuff. Well, I think take your Netflix shows that are really popular and put them on DVD Blu-ray and sell them from your site. That I think Netflix is severely underestimating the value of their shows on a physical copy. God, I would pay. I have the I have Haunting of Hill House on a DVD just so I could get like the director's commentary and the behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm, on stuff. Mm-hmm. God, I would pay everything in my wallet for a 4K physical copy of Hill House or Stranger Things mm-hmm. or God, even a physical release of Hush like Mm-hmm. Where where is that? I'm I hadn't even thought about physical releases, but make them available to purchase someplace mm-hmm. else. I know that I know you want exclusivity on Netflix, but having a buying option is probably not a bad idea. Uh, I know you and I have also talked about it of another solution that they should and probably will do, and I absolutely see them testing the water that's with this with Stranger Things season four weekly releases. Like mm-hmm. that, that one's just so easy. I know Netflix like prides themselves on 
creating a bingeable culture. Mm-hmm. But binging has been proven to not keep and retain your audience nearly as long. Like, Moon Knight is doing gangbuster numbers right now because of its weekly release. Or any yeah. Disney Plus show because of its weekly release. Mark my words, Obi-Wan is going to have huge numbers. It's because people can build up an audience over time. Like, Stranger Things is going to be everywhere when it first drops at the end of May and the beginning of June. But by the end of June, I guarantee you more people are going to be talking about Obi-Wan come Mm -hmm. June or July because they'll be watching it over the course of a month, not the course of a weekend. That builds up your audience's retention. Um, Yes. Weekly, and I think that's one of the reasons why they split up Stranger Things. One, to finish up the visual effects, uh, and two, to I think they will test this. They did it last year with the Fear Street trilogy, releasing three movies back to back to back. I think that's a smart idea. You retain people better. Also, novel concept, don't spend so much money on your content. As much as I'm looking forward to Stranger Things Season 4, did they need to spend... 30 million dollars per episode (laughs) no like guys who's gonna pay for that just because you kick it further down the street you still have to pay for it eventually like okay cut your budget and put that money that you were gonna spend on an actual marketing department not hey we should we should let everyone know on facebook and twitter like the week before this thing comes out and then never mention it again. I can't tell you how many times I was scrolling through Twitter and then I see the Netflix Twitter account just retweet somebody going, oh gosh, I love this show that I've never heard of, that it just dropped that day. And then that's about the extent of the advertising that they do for anything not named Cobra Kai or Stranger Things or The Witcher. Yeah. Like, this is what happens if you don't advertise. Dude. But, like, think about that. Like, if you can get, like, a steelbook version of Witcher for every season. Oh, bro. Are you kidding me? I pay so much. Having a physical copy of seasons one and two of Altered Carbon. Oh, yes, please. There's, like, there's, to me, that is such an untapped, like, avenue where they're they're just not. Imagine if you got a physical copy of this all of Cobra Kai. Like with with like with a pamphlet with all this other stuff on it, like there's just so much con- like content on Netflix, and I think a lot of people have start to started to unsubscribe because at this point it's only Netflix content, and as much as I would love for to watch stuff on your streaming service, if all you have is the stuff that you've made today these days, that's not enough. Yeah, and also when your stuff is so spotty, like you've got Mm -hmm. some truly great stuff, but you also have some truly awful stuff. Like they're always chasing trends for better, for worse. Just Mm -hmm. like, just have a plan and stick to it. Just just because you were the first out of the gate and you're the big name, just because you're the king on the throne doesn't mean there aren't people still trying to chop off Mm -hmm. your head at some point. Like, you cannot be complacent. They have eaten too much of the king's table that the servant has gotten big and strong and is ready to cut off the king's head. That worked out way better than I thought it was. <laughs> than I thought it would. Uh, but Disney Plus, they're building up that muscle. They're lifting up the sword as we speak. Prime is 
dragging their feet, but Prime has the money to bankroll their way to yeah. success. They're they're that rich kid that just becomes huge on YouTube because their parents paid for everything and all the advertising. And then mm-hmm. don't overlook the big freaking dragon that's about to breathe fire down your neck, which is the HBO Max Discovery merger. That mega app, whatever that ends up being, that will be a freaking powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Especially now that's you know gonna be run by competent people. Netflix has been sitting on their laurels for too long, and it's now gonna come back to bite them in the butt. And I I don't really feel bad for them. Also, you know, no. maybe stop raising your prices every four months mm-hmm. uh so they could also make some money back real quick by selling some of the ips they've collected you know whatever it's um, funny you say ips it's funny you say <laughs> it's funny you say that because uh again by the time we release this podcast episode it could be way out of date but if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time you know my lifeblood is Halloween Horror Nights. And mm-hmm. one of the rumors for this year was in the first speculation map, it was Fear Street. Cool. That makes sense. There's a Netflix relationship. The second one swapped out Fear Street for Stranger Things because that makes sense too because there's a new season. Now the scuttlebutt online is that Netflix might not have a presence at Horror Nights at all this year. And I'm going, interesting. But you need that money. It's, it's, it's money. For you, that yeah. universe will be using your IP. Are, what are you doing? That I'm not saying I need Stranger Things or want Fear Street to come this year, but I'm going Netflix. You've had this relationship. What are you doing? Yeah, this is money that you want. <laughs> this is money that you need right now. People go line up for two and a half hours for your Stranger Things houses. What? Well, wh- why? But then again, it's Netflix, so I'm not surprised, and they do stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, it, to me, it's that kind of stuff. Like, okay, yeah, they should be, you know, loaning out the, uh, that IP. They should uh, <clears throat> sell Magic Treehouse and Redwall to somebody that's going to use them. Oh, yep. It's uh, only a matter of time before Redwall got brought up. Yeah, well, obviously, but like, still, but like, because they're furry though, animal like, people. God, start to sell. Okay, no, just sell copies. Red Ball is where it guy. started, people. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> well, as per usual, this episode is sponsored by T Public, your one-stop shop for all your uncharted media needs, where you can get hoodies, T-shirts, mugs, stickers, anything you want with the uncharted media logo on it. Support the show that way. We've got a whole bunch of fun designs that you can check out. Now, CinemaCon is here. And there's been some good, some confusing, and some surprising by their absence more than anything else. So we're going to kind of break this down. We bring this up because CinemaCon is still going on as we speak. Mm -hmm. We're recording this Wednesday night. There's still Thursday stuff. Um, Paramount has a presentation, and I think somebody else has a presentation on Thursday. We can't wait that long, so we're cutting it off. So we're going to go over... Uh, what Sony presented, what Warner Brothers presented, what Disney presented, and what Universal has presented. Uh, at least in terms of, since we're not there, the important stuff that we think you guys should know secondhand, like basically what we've collated through, uh, people are like, this is what we're allowed to post. Because CinemaCon, for those that don't know, is basically like, um, they give off, they basically present stuff to movie theater owners to be like, hey, 
we're friends. We didn't try and do day and date releases to completely screw you over and give us more money as studios. Uh, CinemaCon is basically, it's not for fans. It is for theater owners um, to basically see what's coming next to further affirm the relationship between the studios and the theaters. So it's very secretive. It's very much closed doors. But news comes out, but footage typically does not, which is a lot of what we mm-hmm. got. So we'll just go in order. We'll start with Sony, which honestly, going over everything that I've been following it all week, Sony has, so far has the best presentation of everything I've heard, and they released the most amount of stuff. Warner so Brothers far. is the most disappointing. Disney showed the most stuff, which means they didn't have a lot of news to tell. They just mm-hmm. showed people in the audience. And Universal looks like just wrapped up, and there was some stuff that to be gleaned there. A lot of good horror stuff. So we'll start with Sony. Um, start with the bad. We already knew... <laughs> That they delayed Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse to 2023. Um, that sucks. But after hearing them, holy crap, I completely understand and take your time because Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse has over 1,000 animators working on this movie. The first Spider-Verse into the Spider-Verse had 40 characters. Across the Spider-Verse, We'll have 240 characters with a thousand editors working on this. And they will go across six different multiverses. So six universes. And I'm going. Dang, dude. Oh, oh, you ain't messing around here. Yeah. Lastly, it's no longer called across the Spider-Verse part one, part two. It is now across the Spider-Verse. No parts. And the third part in this trilogy is going to be called Beyond the Spider-Verse, to which I'm just going, oh, so we're going to be going live action, like I said, <laughs> yeah. not even two weeks ago, and I'm going, yeah. um, which, I mean, it was interesting that Sony said nothing about the Tom Holland movies at all, mm-hmm. so whether they're still ironing out those details with Marvel, who will talk about Marvel later, because... They're up to some stuff. Why is it always mm-hmm. you three, in the words of Harry Potter? <laughs> um, I did think it was interesting that they didn't bring up anything about Tom Holland. But maybe it's because he's somehow tied into these Spider-Verse movies. And I would not be surprised at all if at the end of Beyond the Spider-Verse, we finally get a live-action Miles. God, just put live-action Miles as the Venom vs. Spider-Man. Just, that fixes your especially, problem there. Yeah, especially with the rumors coming out that they offered it to Andrew and he was like, no, I'm good. Which is very well, worrying. Yeah, I... But see, like, at the same time, he probably saw more uh, Morbius. Well, no, he probably heard about the Bad Bunny stuff. Uh, okay, so... Let's talk about Bad Bunny stuff, okay? I'm not mad I'm... that it's Bad Bunny. I'll say that. I... Of all the things... Okay, so go ahead and tell us the story that that, that that they dropped, and then we'll we'll discuss it. So, Sony decided, you know what we need? Another villain origin movie to set up a potential Sinister Six movie. And we're going to have Bad Bunny, one of the most streamed artists, musical artists out there right now, and part-time wrestler in WWE, and a darn good wrestler, actually. Um, he's going to be playing... El Muerto, a wrestler with superpowers that got beat up by Spider-Man once. And I'm going, oh, why did you just like randomly draw a couple names? I'm worried that there's like, oh, Bad Bunny 
is great for us in uh, Bullet Train, which looks awesome, by the way. Yeah, uh, I'm worried they're like, oh, he was great in this. Is there any uh, characters that he could potentially be in a Spider-Man movie for us? Because looking at the direction of the Sony-verse movies, I don't think just call it the Sony-verse. That's so much easier. Looking at the direction of the Sony-verse movies, oh, God, I'm concerned. Like, so much. And they were touting it. They're like, El Muerto is the first Sony Spider-Man movie to have a Latino actor as the lead. I'm going, that's cool. But why El Muerto? Like, you do realize you have into the Spider-Verse, you have a character, Spider-Man 2099, who is Hispanic! Make him your spot! Just, why El Muerto? Why? They're like, it's the first Hispanic superhero movie. That's cool. But you have an actual Hispanic Spider-Man with 2099! Or if you wanted some cultural diversity besides just Hispanic culture, if you wanted half Puerto Rican, half African American, you have someone called Miles Morales right there. <laughs> like, yeah, was my was Miles not racially diverse enough for you in Into the Spider Verse, or do you not count it because it's an animated movie? In which case, you backhanding your own studio. Like, why El Muerto? <laughs> My issue, again, is not Bad Bunny. I have not seen him as an actor. If it is anything to go by seeing his WWE matches, he puts on a lot of time and effort and respects the craft of what he's mm-hmm. doing enough. Like, he's put on two matches in WWE, at least two, I believe. Both times? Pleasantly surprised by what he brings to the table. Like, clearly mm-hmm. put in the work. So I would not be surprised if he puts in the work as an actor. But El Muerto, a character that has barely any Spider-Man appearances. Like, it's not even C or D level Spider-Man. This is like Z level Spider-Man. Like, he's barely had any appearances. This just feels like, okay, Bad Bunny wants to make a Spider-Man movie. Do we have any Hispanic supervillains that he can add to the Sinister Six? Which, getting back to the Sinister Six thing. Oh boy. (laughs) Ever since I was a kid. I have not wanted anything more in a Spider-Man movie than Spider-Man to fight the Sinister Six. I am worried that they want to make the Sinister Six its own movie with or without Spider-Man and make it either like their Avengers or their Suicide Squad. And I don't care who is in the Sinister Six so long as there are six of them. I am very worried after Morbius that it'll be like Morbius... Vulture, which makes no sense how Vulture has his stuff, Craven the Hunter, El Muerto, and I'm sure they'll throw in maybe like Black Cat or somebody, and Venom, to which I'm going, that is not the Sinister Six I know and love. No, yeah. Vulture and Craven, sure, because they actually somehow have a connection to Spider Man. Morbius doesn't have a connection to Spider Man. Even Venom technically doesn't have a connection to Spider-Man in this universe, at least. He doesn't. Like, they just want a Sinister Six movie, but they don't care how to get there. And it makes me sad, because I'd rather Spider-Man face the Sinister Six in the MCU, where I know that they'll put actual story and context to everything. And, you know, a personal relationship with Spider-Man, because it's not like that's the whole crux of why the Sinister Six exist at all. Like, it, it's so troubling that I've seen all the people talk about the Morbius post credit scene. Spoiler alert here, guys. Um, 
that at the end of No Way Home, Vulture ends up in Morbius's universe, which I'm sorry, but I thought in No Way Home, the spell makes all the villains go back to their respective universes. So why would Vulture leave at all? He has nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. He's already in his own universe. And also, of all the Spider-Man villains in the MCU so far, the Vulture has the least amount of beef with Spider-Man. He squashed that beef. Like, he doesn't have beef with him anymore. He's like, dude saved my life, protected my daughter. I don't, I don't have any issue with him anymore. So why does he want to kill Spider-Man in this universe? Or why, when he's sent to another dimension, does he automatically assume Spider-Man did it? Like, oh, I'm sorry. Did Spider-Man beat you with magic the first time that you automatically assumed that it was him? It, there's so many issues that I have with this. And Morbius, you know, mm -hmm. just being a bad movie. This is, how is it that with each passing generation of Spider-Man, whether it's Toby, Andrew, Tom, the Sony problems get worse and worse. Like Spider-Man <laughs> 3, bad, but I, as I get older, I don't hate it nearly as much as some other people do. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a dumpster fire because they kept trying to jam in a whole bunch of random stuff, whether it belonged there or not. Amazing Spider-Man 3 was going to be bonkers. Gwen Stacy mm -hmm. and Captain Stacy were going to be brought back with some magic blood or whatever else. Um, and now this. Let's throw together a Sinister Six who actually have no connection to Spider-Man whatsoever. And we're going to have El Muerto. Like, is this Kevin Feige stepping in saying, okay, we'll team up with you, but these are the Spider-Man villains you cannot use because we want to use them at some point with Tom. Like, is that what's going on here? And Sony has to scrape the bottom of the barrel going, El Muerto, let's use him. Or or they'd just be like, oh, Bad Bunny had some WrestleMania matches. Is there a Spider-Man villain that wrestles? <gasps> I would actually be less mad if he was playing Crusher Hogan right now. But he's playing El Muerto. <laughs> if he was playing Crusher Hogan and he was the wrestler that Spider-Man fought, I actually would love that. Let's just change that now. Just make that deep cut reference because Crusher Hogan technically is canon in the MCU because there's a sign about him behind Happy in uh, Far From Home. Yes, I sweat the details that much. What are you doing, Sony? <laughs> I hand it back to Josh. <laughs> I mean, but like, I got nothing else to say on that because you're, you're hitting the nail right on the head. I think the thing that makes it even worse is um, I, I watched a couple breakdowns of the comic the only comic that El Muerto shows up in. And technically, he's not even a bad guy. <laughs> like, technically, he's like, he, he just, his, he, he's labeled bad because, like, his mask and his powers come from a demon. And, like, that he runs and from, like, passing the mask on and that gets his dad killed. It's all kinds of stupid stuff. Like, I just don't, it's... He's not a villain. He's a he's he's a lot like oh no, he's a lot like Morbius, where he's this like quote unquote sympathetic guy who is not quote unquote evil, but uh you know has bad qualities about him, which is like that's not an anti-hero, guys. Like that that's not how that works. Like, no, like what? That's just a bad dude. Let's also not forget about the Madam Web movie, which makes me really nervous that Madam Web what? might be yeah. the one that, that connects everyone. Like, don't get me wrong. Dakota Johnson's a phenomenal actress. 
But I'm worried Madam Web will be like the leader of the Sinister Six, knowing Sony's tendencies. And they'll bring back Paul Giamatti's Rhino. And just, I'm worried. They also announced that Venom 3 is in development. I'm going, how far have we come that Venom is the crown jewel of this universe and Venom is the good ones? Like, I, the first one's not great, but I can at least have fun with Venom. God, the Venom movies are like Citizen Kane to the rest of what they're planning. Like, at mm-hmm. least those are fun and they are loosely connected to Spider-Man somewhat. Like, at least they know what they are. These other ones, I, I'm so concerned about. But at least Sony closed out their presentation with some darn good news. It's not surprising, yeah. but it's good nonetheless that a new Ghostbusters movie is in development. Now, they didn't specify whether this would be a sequel to Afterlife, which I'd assume it is, or if it'll be, like, the main core cast. Because, I mean, like, mild spoiler alert, but the core cast, the living cast of the original Ghostbusters, does have an appearance in Ghostbusters Afterlife, and it's used very effectively. But for the most part, Afterlife is about the new cast. Uh, McKenna Grays, Finn Wolfhard, Podcast. Um, I don't know Podcast's actor's real name but podcast was the best thing about ghostbusters afterlife he is fantastic and i want him on our podcast we will steal him away <laughs> uh so i would hope it's a continuation of afterlife and it's more integration with the old cast and the new cast i think it'd be super super cool of make paul rudd a ghostbuster this time around would be super cool yeah but most importantly more than anything else if we're getting another ghostbusters it just leaves the door that much more open for the return of our Lord and Savior, Rick Moranis can come back. Rick Moranis <laughs> can come back for another Ghostbusters. He wasn't in Ghostbusters Afterlife, but he's coming with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, uh, the new one with Josh Gad, which Disney didn't mm-hmm. talk about because I think that's going to streaming. But Rick Moranis is slowly coming back into acting. I know he turned down Ghostbusters Afterlife, but now that his other friends are here, the Ghostbusters are going to need Lewis Tully to help file the taxes for them. They're going to need the, they're going to need all the OGs they can get. I would I just would love a scene with Paul Rudd and Lewis Tully. I those two characters I think would just fit too well. Um mm-hmm. or just him with anybody. Like seeing Lewis Tully with McKenna Grace's character. Um I want more scenes of Dan Aykroyd and podcasts because yes dan Aykroyd, who is normally crazy in real life uh he worked so well with podcasts (laughs) he's like you're my one listener yeah it's it's just so heartwarming i really really enjoyed ghostbusters afterlife which is funny considering i don't particularly care for the original ghostbusters all that much (laughs) and i'll die on that hill that most of them are terrible people especially bill murray who you know just got fired off a movie for not being a great person. It's about time we actually, like, you know, held him accountable for being a dick. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I, I'm i excited about it. I still I still need to see Afterlife. <laughs> oh, it's so good. You'll really enjoy uh, it. I know I will. It, it, it's got Power honestly, Rangers slash Stranger Things vibes. 
which is all I need because gosh, like I know I love Power Rangers, but and I know the Krispy Kreme thing was annoying, but like that was such a good time. Like, come on, like what else would happen in a Power Rangers movie? Well, we ha- ha- have this galactic thing and we hit it into Krispy Kreme. Um, and then they tease just... us with Tommy and then don't actually make a uh, sequel. Oh I'm my still gosh. mad about that. Oh, that's so stupid. Oh my gosh. I mean, it, they would have found a way to get to make him be able to play flute on his dagger through his helmet. They would have found a way and I would have been so, so down for it. Uh, but that being said, yeah, like new another Ghostbusters, totally. I think it will be important to me to not just cut the cast from the old from after life and go about with about your business with the with the new one with the old guys which is because i think you're if you're gonna build this into a franchise we have to have the 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 characters from the first movie as your core characters and then these other these you know the the, the og ghostbusters just be icing on the cake because it, it just it just then it just feels like ha ha we made this movie so that we can go back so we can get our jobs back like that's just kind of like that's that that's weird i don't like that well that's so, never been as, the case with ghostbusters because you know yeah they don't want to come back they've never won bill murray has just been like no i don't want to come back at all <laughs> he'll like, make a garfield three before he comes back <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised oh gosh no uh, chris pratt is being garfield remember that burden oh. has been passed to another that curse has been lifted from murray and he's going to somebody else wait what hold on how did i miss that yeah chris i know pine, he was gonna be not chris pine chris pratt is voicing both mario and garfield i'm gonna need a second to process that yeah we're gonna that start is... calling him mario mondays i all right let's move on to the warner Bros. recap because i do not like that at all <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i was kind of disappointed with the warner brothers one because i was expecting more like actual news they showed a lot mm-hmm. of stuff for the people there um naturally they didn't address the ezra miller situation at all and when they talked about the flash there's like the flash starring michael keaton sashkaye uh ben mm-hmm. affleck and we're like really aren't you aren't you forgetting a name they're like nope nope not at all no we're not uh grant gustin might cameo in this movie nope that's not who we're talking about so that's very concerning that ww not wwe wb would rather just stick their head in the sand and go we don't know what you're talking about yeah but, Kicking off the Warner Brothers panel was the least surprising news ever, but a surprise cameo nonetheless, and that is Matt Reeves showed up to basically announce, mm-hmm. hey, we're doing the Batman 2, which, I mean, that just seemed like a no-brainer, but now it's officially on yeah. record. They didn't give a time frame of when it'll come out, but my guess would be 2025, probably. Because 2024 yeah. just seems like a really quick turnaround. I know he's been floating some ideas around out there, like Mr. Freeze and whatnot. Uh, but 2025, I think, would be my time frame of when I think would be uh, maybe like an April 2025 release. And he did come out and say everyone's coming back, um, at least crew-wise, and Batson. We don't know about, like, yeah. Penguin or Selena Kyle, but I'd probably say Penguin. Uh, that's all they, that's all they really said was we're doing the Batman too. And Robert Pattinson's coming back to which that just made me laugh of going, Oh, 
So all those quote-unquote scoopers that said Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson hated each other and would only do this one movie together and then quickly mm-hmm. part ways. You mean to tell me that they <gasps> were wrong about something? And they were... <laughs> you mean they were just paddling animosity just for clicks i've never heard of that within the dc fandom That's... before but... <laughs> or the movie fandom and like the movie news realm at all but yeah specifically with dc <laughs> i feel like that happens a lot with a whole bunch of people yeah. like we'll start spreading any form of rumors that might just go no i need the clicks i need i don't actually have enough intelligence and competent speaking ability or news journalism to come up with my own stories so i'm just gonna clickbait you all um but I think the really important question and the big takeaways with the Batman is cool. We're getting a sequel. Now, when is Robin coming? Dang it. We know it's coming. I don't care who your villain is unless it's the Court of Owls, in which case I care very, very deeply. Uh, but when is Robin coming? I know some people are like, it's still too early. No, you're too early. Everything's too early except for Robin's appearance. It's way late. We need him now. Robin is the savior of the DCEU even more so than Batman. Robin is the good thing in all of life. We need him. We need Dick Grayson in every. If we don't get him in Batgirl, he better be in the sequel. Uh, bro, I'm gonna laugh so hard when they go straight to Tim. <laughs> no, see, if they went straight to Tim, I would hate it less than what some other ideas are out there that stupid fans are throwing out there. They'd be like, well, they could just merge the characters of Dick and Jason and make Dick be the one that dies, and he become he comes back to life and is Red Hood. I'm going. Stop. Were, you, were, were you dropped on your head as a child? We don't That's, need Dick Todd yeah. or Jason Grayson. <laughs> Dick Todd. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like the Amber Turd. That just makes me laugh so much. No, I like Dick um, Todd more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, like Robin's definitely around the around the bend. I can totally see Mr. Freeze. Um, I think... Yeah, like, honestly, like, I know you and I have been praised, you know, singing Matt Reeves' praises and ha- his approach to this film, to this universe. Um, he absolutely, I've seen some of the, the behind-the-scenes stuff that's been released. He absolutely does the research on literally everything that could possibly be researched on these movies. Um, so, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if, if like, Mr. Freeze isn't, is, isn't, or the the court of owls isn't what we go after i wouldn't be surprised if we genuinely get like a serial killer calendar man or something like that they let's do it um i just yeah like i i don't care like matt reeves is here battinson is here that's all i need that's literally all i need so the batman took very heavy inspiration from long halloween as just like every batman movie to some extent unfortunately but the long Halloween in the comics has a sequel comic written by the same people, drawn by the same people, called Dark Victory. In which case, there's some character named Dick Grayson that gets introduced in Dark Victory. And the comic ends with Batman swearing Dick Grayson in as Robin with like his hand on a Bible and kind of swearing him under candlelight to basically be Robin. I'm like, that, that is how I need the Batman to to end batman swearing in robin and the two of them going off together in the batmobile because hmm that batmobile last time i checked it's a two-seater somebody else could fit in there and not just you know 
in the back somewhere. You just see Robin <laughs> strapped to the turbine. Just I'm breaking him in. <laughs> yes, I could totally see that happening though. Wait, it's like a, that scene from uh, from Lego Batman. It was like, wait, you didn't build more than one seat? No, why would I need more than one seat in here? Or just uh, National Lampoon's vacation, and he just drags Robin like they do with the grandma. <laughs> yes, uh, I love it. Either way, I'm excited. And then hard pivot from the Batman, the dark, edgy, to the bright pink of Barbie. As they showed the first official picture of Margot Robbie as Barbie, and I'm going, well, yeah, that is certainly a Barbie. Um <laughs> Margot Robbie definitely looks like a Barbie. She's a very beautiful lady. But again, we talked about it in the news topic earlier. The Barbie movie has a surprising amount of actual legitimate talent behind this. We've got a Gerwig mm-hmm. directing it. She writing the script along with her husband, Noah Baumbach, who is also an Academy Award nominated director. Margot Robbie is a phenomenal actress. Simu Liu is in it. Will Ferrell. Uh, this is a stacked cast that I think is quietly developing into something that could be fantastic. Now it's just a picture, but it's, it's very much just live action Barbie right down to the hot pink. Yeah. Um, whatever her car is called the Barbie mobile. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a Malibu something. I don't know. I, sure. I don't pay that. Much. I mean, but like it's also, a Malibu my, 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 meal. <laughs> uh my boy ryan gosling's in this oh yeah like, i forgot ryan g they're like like you said bro, ryan g <laughs> why why did you say that like like you no were idea. some like agent that was looking at a list of names hey that, ryan like, g only have you haven't been in anything in a while you want barbie and then wolfman barbie barbie is secretly a prequel to the wolfman movie it'll end Imagine, with, bro. With, it'll end with ryan gosling ripping everyone apart and everyone's limbs are detached like an actual barbie's limbs can detach so wow. anyway <laughs> um <laughs> wow yeah okay that went places yeah uh i'm gonna wait i like i'm dude it absolutely looks like barbie yes absolutely um i have no emotional attachment but like like sure, you said sure you don't the shh i'm into furries um <laughs> quite literally <laughs> oh gosh um but like no he's at the same time rats person uh, it, the, because of the cast and the the production team behind this film it's hard to not get excited and like i don't normally get excited about movies that with like cat certain casts and and like oh by this director and this blah, blah, blah. like but like bro this this has potential i don't know why at any point in time have i was i am i like you know, uh, this uh, there's some hype behind this Barbie film, like, but you know what? I'm interested. Interested. I'm absolutely waiting for the trailer. Like, let's go. <laughs> so we'll talk briefly about the Flash. Interesting. Mm. They didn't bring up Ezra Miller whatsoever. Um, they showed mm-hmm. a trailer, and we got some idea of some stuff that happens in the trailer. Uh, we see a quick shot of Batflick on a bat cycle. We see multiple versions of the Flash. Uh, we see Sasha Kaye, Supergirl, but supposedly the big money shots are we see quite a few shots of Michael Keaton in the bat suit, and they mm-hmm. ask something about like, uh, "Are you in?" And then Keaton, I'm waiting to see how it plays in the trailer, but mm-hmm. reading the description, I'm going, "Are you kidding me?" They ask Keaton's Batman, "Are you in?" You want to get nuts? 
let's get nuts. I'm going, I get that you said that in the first movie, but that's not something you just go around saying as your, as your catchphrase all these years later. Like, at least he didn't just come out and be like, you want to get nuts? D's nuts. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. That like, could have been worse, the- but I, 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 that's not a cool catchphrase. I've never thought it was a cool catchphrase then. I'm just like, Batman 89 actually has a lot of weird catchphrases that they like really yeah. try to make catchphrases. There's like, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Never touch another man's rhubarb. I'm going... What does that mean? Or <laughs> you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Like what? What? Stop trying to make fetch a thing. Why are you trying to make pale moonlight a thing here? I don't want to get nuts with Michael Keaton. He's already nuts. His eyes creep me out, which is probably good for Batman. But like, mm-hmm. is this line good, or is it too fan servicey? And I I do kind of worry about the Flash being too fan servicey. It's like holding up the keys of, oh, look, shiny. Ezra's not in this movie. Shiny. You like Michael Keaton? Shiny. Go fetch. Yeah. No, well, yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. I, I don't know why you're surprised. <laughs> That's the, exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to be on guard for this whole movie. I'll just be like, I, yeah. don't, I don't like it because you kept Ezra. And then you watch. I'll be sitting there. All hope will seem lost. And I'll I'll enjoy the movie, but I hate, I'll hate Ezra Miller still being in it they'll get we'll get to the post credits and they'll be like sorry i'm sorry your universe doesn't have a superman anymore what are you talking about dun, 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 dun. <laughs> the return of the lord and savior henry cavill i mean we've heard some pretty questionable things about the future of superman in the flash yeah. movie um don't expect superman in this movie as we've got confirmation that Michael Shannon is returning as General Zod. Mm-hmm. And we won't give you spoilers here, but I'm sure Josh knows what I'm talking about. Of Did Henry Cavill, like, piss in someone's front yard that they hate him this much? You can find out what we're talking about specifically, but if the rumors that we're hearing about this movie yeah. are true, I'm going, I know some people are going all up in arms, but I'm going, that happens in a separate universe before Barry goes back and resets everything. We don't know mm-hmm. about what happens after he fixes it. So I kind of hope that's the case, but yeah, that that's something of note that we heard rumored for a while that Michael Shannon is returning as general Zod. I don't care. My main question <laughs> is, does Feora come back? Cause let's be yeah! real. Feora, that's was, my girl. <laughs> Feora was so much better than Zod, like a good death is its own reward. I'm like, that's so much cooler than, I will find him! Like, I don't mm-hmm. care about Michael Shannon's Zod. I was... He's just there. Like, whatever. Oh, snap, you're gone. Bye. I wish you were not in this movie, period. I wish you were Brainiac instead. But Feora, bring Feora that's back my, instead. Uh, that's my girl, bro. Feora, man. Like, uh... It's the hair, isn't it? I don't know what it is about her. She's I I I like strong women. I don't know why I don't I don't know why I don't date strong women. But here we are. Um, <laughs> Next week we're gonna like, see Josh be lifted up by some woman. And be like I found. <laughs> I'm in love. And I'm your high. first date is um, literally a girl curling you. <laughs> Honestly, if a girl can curl me, I would like 
I, I would move the earth for her. Like that's no, she but, would move the earth for you. Yeah, she would. <laughs> she doesn't do push-ups. She pushes the earth down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, like it's like I'm kind of with you. Like just, I didn't care for Michael Jeff. My, Michael Michael Jefferson. I didn't care for Shannon's General Zod. Like it just. It, it was a thing that we had to get through kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, like, I just, it's fine. Whatever. Maybe he'll be the door that gets Henry Cavill back. I don't know. Who knows? I, know, I think like, The Rock will be more than anything. Um, oh, truth. Uh, so then they talked about Aquaman. Uh, they didn't show a lot of footage just because it's still a long way off, and I'm sure they're still finishing up stuff. But they did re- yep. reveal some very interesting details. Uh, so Black Manta will be the villain. We kind of suspected that. But apparently he's yep. more powerful than ever and has a full-on army. So much so that Aquaman and Orm are going to have to team up to fight him. And I'm going, I'm kind of all about that dynamic. But to me, yeah. that's just immediate red flag in the play of, oh, so Orm's going to die in this movie making a heroic <laughs> face turn, isn't he? Either that or, holy crap, we really are just stealing everything from Thor, aren't we? Of... In the first movie, my brother was the main villain, but in all subsequent sequels, he's a tweener that we can milk for all that merchandise money and make him a face eventually because we like him. Like, is Orm just Loki in the DC universe basically here? Um, Not yet. (laughs) But we loved Yahya Abdul-Mateen's Black Manta. I cannot wait to see him just be the full-fledged bad guy. We've seen pictures mm-hmm. of his updated costume which his costume in the first movie was perfect but they made it more perfecter in this time around I'm just going yes now important question yaya are you planning to have offspring in this universe because <laughs> we need calder and we are getting a calder spin-off show but i, I don't think they'll be connected just because yaya is still too old to have like a 20 year old son um doesn't quite work yet uh i'm i'm excited for aquaman notice they didn't mention anything about mara in, in this little footage but they closed out the warner brothers presentation with the rock basically calling over zoom and being like hey sorry guys i'm in hawaii currently so i can't make it uh let me let me check something walks around the corner he just teleports right to the conference i'm going ah that that that's nice that's fun so the rock was there in person to show off some stuff for black adam so they showed off some teaser trailer uh which i would not be surprised if we get soon because that's mm-hmm. coming out in october supposedly does not hold back in the brutality which you know you and i have been very skeptical about because black adam is not an anti-hero he's just a bad guy i know he's joined the justice league occasionally but to me he's a bad guy the rock is fine but i know why i'm going to see this movie <laughs> justice society it's gonna be so cool it's Uh, gonna be so cool i'm so excited and like even like the descriptions of what happens in the trailer it's it gets me amped man it's kind of funny that they're like you know dr fate does the same move that dr strange does and you're like oh i wonder why that theory can be a potential thing um but yeah like it just it just seems exciting i'm ready for it um i think this is going to end up being a bigger puzzle piece than to the wider universe story than I think we're willing to admit. Um, 
I think what little we found out about Shazam, because there was a little little bit of a, uh, I think they did a teaser trailer for that, or they yes they did something with Shazam. There's a Wonder Woman cameo supposedly in Shazam, but they're gonna do it like Henry Cavill of the chop yeah. off Gal's head, so they don't actually have to get Gal Gadot and keep that joke yeah. running. I love that. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's gonna be fun, and that that in that trailer is where the Fast Five reference was, and I it's just. It ages like fine milk. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm ready for it, but like it's, I just I'm excited to see Hawkman do stuff. Doctor Fate's gonna be amazing. Like, uh, there's just gonna be so much. It's, I think stuff that we never thought we'd see on a live action screen is gonna be happening. And I what I appreciate is uh, there's a line in the de- trailer description where Hawkman of all people. Which this is the, my only issue is that it's Hawkman that says this: uh, is heroes don't kill people. And Black Adam turns to him and goes, "Well, I do." And I was like, "I don't know how that makes me feel." Um, like I'm fine with Black Adam saying it, but I, I kind of with you have like, um, Hawkman, you're from Thanagar. Y'all murder yeah. people a lot. <laughs> like, bro. But no. Also, like, I'm beyond excited because, as y'all could see. I love me some Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate is fantastic. I I cannot wait for Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate. But what I'm more looking forward to, and I'm taking this to the bank. This is absolutely going to happen in this movie. All hope seems lost. Kent Nelson has lost his helmet. It's almost cracked in half. Uh, Hawkman has got some of his wings clipped. He's about to be killed. Pretty sure Vandal Savage will be the bad guy because it just makes sense. Black Mm -hmm. Adam's about to be killed. When all of a sudden... Jay Garrick comes in, runs, saves the day, swoops in, gets everyone to safety, single-handedly wins the day. It's not a Black Adam movie. Jay Garrick and his amazing friends. Everyone else can <laughs> suck it. <laughs> oh, yeah, why not? Let's bring it. <laughs> why not? Yeah. And then that gets spun off. Ezra Miller's Flash, Barry Allen is no longer the main DCEU Flash, Jay Garrick gets recast, and he is now the main speedster in the DCEU. I've actually said for a while, don't recast the DCEU, just use a different speedster. Have Barry still out there doing his thing, if you ever wanted to use him, if he ever got cleaned up and everything else. But in the meantime, just be like, oh hey, the Flash is Wally, or the Flash is Bart. It's not like Barry's the only speedster out there! People will not get confused. If we can have a movie with three Spider-Man, I think you could change the Flash. I, they're not even close-wise in terms of appearance or characteristics, so I don't think people will get confused and be like, oh, but I thought he was Flash. There can be more than one person that goes wicked fast, okay? Nah, nah, there's only one speedster. He's the fastest man alive, don't you know? Even though, uh, uh, you know, there's impulse is faster. But whatever, um, yeah. That's we'll every with, season yeah. of The Flash ever. I'm Barry Allen, I'm the fastest man alive until, you know, there's someone faster than me, in which case Tom Cavanaugh has to tell me, run, Barry, run, in which case I tell myself to run faster, and that solves all of my problems until the next season, in which case I am Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. Oh, wait, there's someone faster than me. And then (laughs) Iris tells me, run, Barry, run, and then I run faster, and then I win the day. And then the next season, and so on and so forth, for eight freaking seasons! (laughs) I love how he still said it in the season with Godspeed. I was like, no stop you like, can literally you can't do, do that. at once 
Like, stop, bro. No, you can't do that. Sorry. <laughs> that. Oh, man. I just, I, I, I'm hoping that uh, we get a more clear direction here pretty soon from Wonder, Bro- Wonder Brothers Discovery DC projects. Um, I think we will next CinemaCon. I think the, the leadership changes is yeah. happening for the time being. Yeah, I, I think give give it a year or so, especially with the whole idea that Kevin Feige is like has like their own little uh, like uh, camp, I guess. <laughs> like uh, I forget the year for for Marvel writing and stuff like that. So I wouldn't, I can't, I can totally see them doing the same thing. Segway. So Disney yeah. released some stuff. Uh, they mainly showed footage. They had a lot of footage that they showed off. So like some stuff from Lightyear. Um, some stuff from Doctor Strange. We won't get into all that because we weren't in the room. But it opened with Kevin Feige coming out. Uh, actually, they're in attendance. He's like, hey, sorry, I'm taking a little break. Because as Josh mentioned, they're actually currently in the middle of a Marvel writer's retreat right now. In which case, it said that they're planning the next 10 years of Marvel stories at this retreat. And I'm going, I like that. I like the sound of that. Because if you honestly think about it, as cool as the first 10 years of the MCU were, 10, 14 years now that I think about it, because uh, it started back in 2008, that was cool getting like Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. But the next 10 years features the Fantastic Four, college mm-hmm. age Spider Man, the X Men, mm-hmm. potentially mm-hmm. Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, Buck, um, Sam Wilson as Captain America, and hopefully, you know, the best thing that could happen in the MCU, Rogue being introduced and taking away Captain Marvel's powers, and we never have to see her again. <laughs> Dang! Hold on, hold on, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> oh man! Uh, Straight for oh, the throat. Oh man! But that and that could totally happen, unfortunately. So, uh, kill, kill, like, kill, ha- kill, 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 kill. Uh, there's so much that's going to happen over the next decade, so I completely understand why Secret they want... Wars. Secret Wars. Why would that not be where we go? Like, I, I don't understand how we not go that direction. You know what I mean? I think two or three weeks after... Oh. Okay, maybe not two or three weeks, but I was about to say two or three weeks after Doctor Strange, I bet we get an announcement, but I'll shift my timeline. We got some announcements from Disney here. I think they're going to save a bulk of their announcements for something mm-hmm. that's coming in a few months. D23, Disney's big mm-hmm. convention. I bet you Kevin Feige comes on that stage at D23. Sorry, we aren't going to have an Avengers movie for a very long time. But all the characters you know and love and more will team up together in Marvel's Secret Wars. In which case, they haven't announced that yet because it'll feature a lot of the characters that will be introduced in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Because there's some weird rumors out there going around of certain characters aren't showing up in Doctor Strange 2 because they might be holding out to show up in Secret Wars because, oh, sweet Jesus, if Secret Wars, we can get, like, everyone to come back and get, like... Mm -hmm captain america or iron man to come back and fight hugh jackman's wolverine Ooh. oh dude or just just the teaser post the ch- teaser trailer for secret wars is hugh jackman 
in Wolverine costume, opening the claws, cut to black, Secret Wars. Dude, I'd, do, I'd, I'd piss my pants right there. I'd be so sad. I, I don't like, know if it's pissed, I, but okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, but like at the same time, like there's always going to be a part of me that like completely is okay with never seeing Hugh Jackman ever again in the role of but here, in the role of Wolverine. Here, here's I the loophole. Here's the loophole, though. The Wolverine that we know and love can stay dead. He can be a variant. He can be a different universe's Wolverine. I know. I just we say the the farewell in Logan is so solid and so earned and and, and perfect. I don't want to ruin that. Not ruin it, but like taint it with it being like, all right, cool, variant time. Like to me, that just it seems a little dirty. I don't know why. I'm, and I don't say that because I'm like, yeah, so bring in Tom Hardy. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Oh, so you're saying I, you I, don't want Tom Hardy as Wolverine. I'm accepting the fact that it'll never happen. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I just, I, I, I think if you're going to introduce Wolverine, it might be time to uh, pass the torch to somebody. The human torch? I know it, Ah, that's no good. That, bro, no. I think the big cameo is if Chris Evans comes back as Human Torch. I have been ba- saying that's going to happen I forever. You I know you have. I just like, that is an opportunity that should not be missed. Like, I let's go, baby. Let's go. But yeah, so the Secret Wars thing is me speculating that that'll be an SSD 23, but they are, they're mapping out the next 10 years. And it's crazy to me what they have to work with now like i said x-men fantastic four i don't think mm-hmm. galactus yet but maybe but on the back, back burner <laughs> he, he's galactus is coming a silver surfer movie sooner rather than later please and of course if you ever want if you ever guys ever get stuck on what you should do with the fantastic four movie i have the perfect idea for you it involves mole man you want you know want further ideas i've done a full-on pitch for that first one's free oh, oh um i well but if you want a second one i believe nope I believe josh never did one pitch. nope josh what? never did one what no okay. i did it i did okay. one no wait no don't bury me <laughs> <laughs> call me triple h mother <laughs> chill out vince mcmahon oh my gosh i'm trying hard here you're not austin theory i don't like you <laughs> I, I don't get his love of Austin Theory. I really don't. I don't either. But I hey, don't either. <laughs> Wee Man is considered one of the greatest wrestlers of all time now. That was, Let's go, baby. Was Everyone's super confused right now. They're going, Wee Man and WWE. Just, just Wee Man, WrestleMania. Look it up. It's great. Um, it's fantastic. The other thing worth noting um, is they showed Avatar footage. So anyway, the Universal panel. I'm talking about <laughs> Avatar, but... God, do I not care? And I know some people are just like, you'll care when it comes out. No. No, No, I won't. I I won't. I hated it then. (laughs) I'm going to hate it now. They'll be like, oh, but James Cameron has been working on this forever. And they're going to re-release the first Avatar with upgraded graphics and sound. I'm going, boo-hoo, I don't care. The movie still sucks. I didn't like it then. I won't like it now because it's missing something important. Frickin' narrative! Interesting characters! <laughs> I don't care about ponytail hookups! I really, in all the senses of the word hookup there, I don't <laughs> care! 
I don't I don't understand how Avatar is the number one movie of all time. I really do not get it. And supposedly the footage looked cool. But to me, there's more to a movie than just looking cool. Sure. Yep. It could look as close to like a PS5 or even beyond how good a PS5 looks on the big screen. I was worried when they're like, yeah, we're going to show you this footage. Here, put on these 3D glasses. I'm going, oh, God, we're going to have to go back to this. Because I feel like after Avatar came out, there's this like rise of 3D movies. Everything came out in 3D, whether it should have been or not. Looking at you, Clash Mm -hmm. of the Titans and Wrath of the Titans and Dread. Um, Amazing Spider-Man. And we're finally getting out of that trend that we don't really see 3D movies anymore. I'm worried that this is going to reawaken the beast that is 3D that no one asks for. I hate 3D movies. The only thing I hate more than 3D movies is Avatar. And the only thing I hate more than Avatar is Avatar in 3D. Why is this a thing? Stop making this a thing. Just Yes. I know people are excited. That's cool. Just a movie has to be more than just pretty looking for me to be interested. And the first one cool it's it's cg but nowadays we see stuff like that all the time i'm not Mm -hmm. impressed by visual effects anymore i need a good story to hook me in and i don't have faith that it's gonna do that yeah no not at all i mean the first one has definitely aged well as far as its graphics but like at the same time like that's all like literally i I think what what bothers me is people are like, yeah, it's so amazing. I mean, yeah, the story is basically just like cowboys and Indians, but but it looks it's so good. Yeah, it's literally Pocahontas, guys. Like, don't don't sit here and pretend like it's some great stuff. And like, and to some some like level, I don't need a like a, a S tier level story. What I need is an interesting story at all like come on man give me something i had not even like that i haven't seen before but just like tell an interesting story and the fact that we're getting four sequels to this and just like why i feel like this is just like james cameron going you know what i've always been obsessed with water and under the ocean y'all remember the abyss like i i've wanted to make water blue people going that's that's cool and all but um this is a long time ago. I think the people that are excited for this are underestimating how much time has passed. And I think tastes might have changed because the first Avatar was what, 2008, 2009? That was a really long time ago in movie lingo. Like, mm-hmm. Avatar did not stay in the cultural bubble. It Once it left no. theaters, it was people were like, oh, yeah. The most people ever talked about it after it was in theaters was that freaking Ryan G commercial, uh, SNL sketch with Papyrus. <laughs> Ryan G. Bringing it back, man. Oh, man. Love the running jokes. Uh, but yeah, like it just. And they brought it, back it, the Papyrus font for this one. <laughs> Screw you with your Papyrus font. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah, I, I could, I will try. I will try to care. It just, I just can't guarantee anything. <laughs> so lastly is one that, as we're recording this, just wrapped up. They just wrapped up with like their big headliner, which shocker was Jurassic World Dominion footage. 
um, which doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, I'm looking forward to Jurassic World Dominion quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I just need it to be better than Fallen Kingdom because Fallen Kingdom to me is the worst Jurassic Park movie in the entire franchise. I don't care what y'all say about Jurassic Park 2 and 3. Fallen Kingdom's worse. Um, also, I'm not the most invested in Jurassic Park as a franchise. That being said, I only need one thing from Dominion. I need Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler to kiss. Why didn't they do that in the first Jurassic Park? Have Sattler and um, Grant finally hook up. <laughs> Why was that not a thing? That was like their whole arc of like, eh, I don't know if I want kids by the end of it. I like kids. Are we getting together? Nah, in Jurassic Park 3, I'm clearly married to somebody else and have a child. Like, nah. But now that 2 and 3 aren't canon, we can get Grant and Sattler together. And Gold Goldblum can... <laughs> Goldblum is fine just being Goldblum. Um, he's he's going to be his... The, do, do he's the got he kids does. already. He even said he has kids, I think, in the first one. If I remember correctly. I don't remember. Even if the first one is the only one that's canon. Um, I'm excited for Jurassic World. Um, again, just be better than Fallen Kingdom. So when they opened the panel, they're like, yeah, we're really committed to the theater going experience, which I'm going, oh, so you want them to forget about Sing 2 and how that was your movie, Sing 2, being the shot across the bow of, oh, yeah, we're releasing this straight to streaming and theaters on the same day. We're, We're the one that broke the hole in the dam that let the floodgates come crashing through. No, um, we want you to forget about that. We're releasing 25 <laughs> movies in theaters this year. The most of any studio. God. Yeah, yeah. Just um, keep brown-nosing there. Maybe someday they'll forgive you. But that that's cool. 25 movies from Universal will be going to theaters. So maybe like five of them will be good. Okay. That's not bad odds. Uh, one that I don't know will be good or not, but I'll still cross my fingers. Uh, Halloween ends. Again, I'll die on the hill that Halloween Kills is not that bad. If you think Halloween Kills is the worst, you clearly have not watched the entire franchise. (laughs) There's some doozies, buddy. Halloween 5 and 6 exist. Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 exists. Um, But so they actually had Jamie Lee Curtis come out. She said, this is a franchise and a character that I've been attached to for 45 years. I'm super excited uh, to finish the story. And they said, this is Lori's last stand. This movie's going to F you up. And I'm going, please don't do a Halloween resurrection and kill Lori Strode within the first 10 minutes of the movie. But I'm worried that that's what might happen. Um, nah. Because there's already been a lot of people saying, including people within the movie, that Halloween ends is going to be very controversial. I'm going, well, Kills was controversial. So good luck with that. Uh, I'm yeah. still excited for ends. I highly doubt it's the end of the franchise. If anything, it's the end of Michael and Lori's story and probably mm-hmm. Andy, not Andy. That's the actress that plays her. Um, the, the granddaughter, uh, yeah. Allison, it'll probably be the end of Allison and Michael's story too. just close off Strode's entirely. I'm more curious. How are we going to quote unquote definitively kill Michael this time? We've, uh, cut his head off. We've shot him repeatedly while singing, ooh, what you say? We've set him on fire. We've dropped him off a balcony. Um, but we've had Paul Rudd inject him with what looked like venom from Batman. Uh, 
he gets revived by a voodoo man. Uh, he gets electrocuted in the balls by Buster Rhymes while saying "trick or treat, mother effer." Effer, best, uh, and which is the still the best Halloween so scene of all time. What's gonna top that? Is he gonna put in a pod and he gets launched into space? Where plot twist? This takes place in the same universe as Jason X. Freddy versus Jason Stop. X. No, 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 Michael no, 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 X no, no, versus no, no. Jason X. No, Michael no, X, Jason. No. No, 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 no. Uh, no, thank you. I will. What's interesting is they can reuse some of those kills because most of them aren't canon anymore. So there's that. Um, I don't know, man. Look, we'll see. I don't know how you're going to be more controversial than kills. Uh, even though I don't think kills was is technically that controversial. I think it is with the evil dies tonight stuff. I yeah, Which I guess that, they don't say evil dies tonight that much. No, maybe once or twice. They maybe they say it a little bit, but I think that got blown out of proportion because it was in all the trailers. And granted, that subplot is kind of stupid. Of let's just kill the inmate. I'm going. It's not the worst subplot. Like again, I've seen Halloween four plenty of times where you have a bunch of drunk rednecks literally shoot a child in the wood in a bush. Mm-hmm. I'm going. Let's not forget that thing happened. Um, yeah, I think it's, it, it's, it was too realistic. And I, I think people weren't, aren't willing to admit that that's totally mob mentality and totally how that actually works. So, uh, I, I kind of get it, but at the same time, um, I can totally see them being like, Hey, this is going to be controversial or, Hey, this is really going to mess with you just to kind of like put some padding there so that people aren't like. I guess taken aback. You know what I mean? Like kind is of there, cover their butts a little bit. Is there anything in this that could be a step too far for Halloween for you or like will immediately take you out of it? I don't think so. Honestly. I mean, if we're, if we're doing this what like 6 6 years later, um, No, real oh, time, real time. Oh no, that's right. They're going to be going through COVID and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, there's some stuff that could go too far there. Well, we we will we will see. I guess that's. I hope when they say this movie is controversial, it's not because they're like they go and drop some COVID takes in 2024. You know what I mean? Like that. That's kind of stupid. Like it really? comes out this All year, right. 2023. No, 2022. That's what I, mean. I said. Um, I think what would take me out of it is either. And I don't think they would do this, but if they're like, let's hop aboard the multiverse wagon of 1978 no. Lori teams up with 2018's Lori, which teams up with 1998's Lori from H2O, an army of Lori's and Jamie and a resurrected Dr. Loomis. They've already proved that they can bring Loomis back. All of them fight an army of Michaels. It's the Michael from um, one, four, Rob Zombies. They all come out portal style. That would take me out of it. Um, I also, if somehow Michael is cured, mm. that would take me out of it. If like yeah, all of a sudden, agreed. like, oh, I feel bad. I just killed a whole bunch of people. Like that would be stupid. Something that I know people, just a stupid fun fan theory out there that I know would piss some people off, but I would freaking love it Um, is that uh, the mask that Michael Myers wears is a silver shamrock mask, tying it into Halloween three and making that canon. And the mask mm. is what makes him evil. 
Um, which is why he gets like super powered and kills. It's very much hinted at and kills that the mask is what gives him his power. But I'm going, he can kind of shoot that down because he had a different mask when he killed Judith Myers, but he had a mm-hmm. mask on to be fair. So it's yeah something mask related. Uh, I'm too much of a fan of this franchise to be like completely taken out of it unless they just do some completely bonker stuff like send him to space or time travel um, or Buster Rhymes cameos in this. Uh, okay, but actually, no, honestly, like I don't think as long as they don't be like, no, Buster Rhymes is here and it's the Buster Rhymes from that Halloween movie. You know what I mean? Then I'd Buster be like, Rhymes uh, playing mm. Buster Rhymes is a cameo. Exactly. Like, I'd actually, be like, OK, cool. What would take me out? I don't yeah. think they would do this because they almost did it actually in uh, Halloween H2O. Have Mike Myers cameo in the movie. Mm. That almost happened in H2O. If that happens, I'm immediately taken out. I'm going, screw you, Danny McBride. I don't think that'll happen. But um, another thing that came across that I'm like, oh, I'm interested in that is that there's a movie called uh, Demeter. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's the name of a ship. It is the ship Mm -hmm. that brought Dracula to America. And I'm going, oh, okay, that's going to be a movie directed by the guy that did Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And it's coming out Mm. January of 2023. So close. Weird that they didn't show any footage. I really, really enjoy Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I think it's got fantastic um, visuals to it. They absolutely nailed the designs. I think this is an interesting idea. Uh, I didn't read up enough about it because, again, it's as it's being reported. But supposedly, like, this has been in development for a really long time. Um, mm-hmm. You know what else has been in development for a really long time that we still don't have? A Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark sequel. More Scary to Tell in the Dark. Or even more Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I need that. Um, I like Dracula. I like good Dracula. And I feel like Dracula's been underrepresented lately. We got Dracula Untold. Yippee skippy. Yay. Um, this could be cool. Because Josh... You're not getting your Robert Eggers Nosferatu movie. I know. Anytime and it makes soon. me sad. It makes me so sad. Because can like, you imagine Anya Taylor Joy as Mina Harker? I just got. Oh God, don't do that to me. There's so much. Robert good Pattinson stuff. as Jonathan Harker. God. Willem just, Dafoe. Willem Dafoe as Van Helsing. Oh no. Oh no. God, that would be so good. Stop. No, don't get me hyped up. for This is like me getting myself hyped up about Tom Hardy as Wolverine. Like, it'll never happen. But it'd be cool. Oh, you mean like a uh, Redwall movie? <laughs> Stop. What you say? Why do you make me so sad? Uh, but like at the same time, I think if you're going to do Dracula, it's really, really nice to do it in a different vein. A different <laughs> different vein in a different way than it's that not has been done before yeah <laughs> it's just nice i just yeah i I'm, i approve better yet what i've heard is disney and universal have come together that at the end credits of this dracula movie we're gonna have um oscar isaac cameo and says where's my money dracula 
Moon Knight stop. Dracula crossover stop. confirmed. <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop. Oh my gosh. I won't even lie. When I saw the in like the first, it's like either the first or the second. Yeah, it's the first episode. When he's in the he wakes up in that field with a broken jaw, and there's that big castle in the background. I was like, eh? 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 Where's my eh? Dracula? <laughs> I just love uh I'm I'm honestly I'm really excited. I haven't seen today's episode, but I'm really excited about where we're where we're where it's going. Hippos. So. <laughs> okay, oh, honestly though, in reference to Moon Knight, which would be yes. which would make you cheer louder or pop harder? Moon Knight doing the Dracula joke of where's my money? Or Owen Wilson and Loki finally saying wow oh the wow I, like not even a question not even a question like we've i mean in part of that i think is we've had a whole season of of, of disney plus that is dedicated to the whole fan base moon like <gasps> oh, oh, is he oh. gonna say it is he gonna say it now like the end of but, loki season whenever loki ends yes. it's just gonna be an army of loki's like end game dun 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 is that everyone? Turns to Owen Wilson. Oh, wow. Loki's assemble! <laughs> they all just charge into battle. Wow! wow. On, all of them it. are on jet skis. Flaming jet skis. <laughs> I don't know, wow. man. The, the, the pizza wagon was a good touch. I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> no, he either says he goes into battle with the jet skis. Either wow Ka-chow. Oh my gosh. Or he like at least goes, you know what? Thunder always comes after lightning. Like <laughs> uh, And then Thor comes down. I know what have I done? I've created a monster. <laughs> oh. oh man. Yes. Well, have you guys been following the CinemaCon news? Um, you watch, there's going to be some huge stuff that comes out of Paramount. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'll watch. I doubt it. They'll go, hey, we survived another year. Please keep us in business. But are you guys following along with the CinemaCon news? Of all the stuff that we covered today, uh, what are you most excited for? Is there anything that you thought we should have talked about that we didn't? Uh, let us know in the comments below. We just like caring from you guys. And as those. And as always, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube. Help us get to 700 subscribers. That's our goal for the end of the year. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.